Hey everyone, this episode of Sully, a narrative podcast about PGA professional Tom Sullivan, is brought to you by The Imperfect Game and It's Just Soap. Did you know that most store-bought body washes and soap bars are made with toxic ingredients that are harmful to your skin and impossible to pronounce? It's Just Soap is made with natural ingredients like shea butter, olive oil, coconut oil. It gives you a luxurious lather for the best shower experience. Every shower should feel this good. The holiday season is coming. You should show your loved ones that you care about their skin. Go to itsjustsoap.com. That's itsjustsoap.com. Leave off the A for additives. And use the code BASTATEGOLF for 15% off your first purchase. When Dom Dastily asked me, if the perfect game would host this series about Tom Sullivan, I was honored. Sully was a pro's pro in the Bay State. If you haven't listened to past Sully episodes on this feed, I urge you to give each of them a listen. Every episode provides a piece of the Sully puzzle. Without further ado, here's the next episode in Dom's excellent series about Tom Sully Sullivan. My name is Jim Salonetti. I'm from Lee, Massachusetts. I'm the head golf professional at Winchester Country Club in Winchester, Massachusetts. Sully was my coach from 1993 to the day he passed away. Right when I started working with him is when I really started getting better. Besides my parents, you know, Sully's probably next on the list to, to who I owe, you know, my success to. I'm Dominic Dastily, and this is Sully, a narrative podcast series about PGA professional Tom Sullivan. Episode 8, Sal. My father used to be on the uh, state basketball committee, so the MI High School Basketball Committee. We used to go to the state finals and the Western Mass finals in the Civic Center. We'd get to sit on the floor and watch the games. And Sully was either on the committee as well, or he used to, he used to work during the games. I'm not exactly sure, but, but that's how we met. And we said, you know, once the, once the snow melts, let's come out to Quaybog and, and we'll, we'll have a lesson. I was only 15 years old, so I didn't know a whole lot. I knew he was a good player. You know, my, my dad had told me that, and I heard that he was a good player, so I knew that. I love that, you know, when you're 15 years old and, and you hear there's a local pro that wins a lot of events and has a potential to play in, you know, PGA Tour events like he did. I thought that was, that was a, uh, a unique part of seeing an, an instructor. You know, he was an outgoing guy. He talked quite a bit, he told stories. I thought that was neat. As I got older, those stories, you know, would change, you know, and become more more relevant to, you know, my age. But he was a great communicator. He was great at telling you what you needed to know. He was less about my technique or at least me worrying about my technique and more about just teaching me the game and teaching me how to become a better player, how to how to compete. So once we got to a certain point with my golf swing, you know, I think he saw that I was going to be a fairly long player. So I think he knew, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get this, this young kid to, to hit a cut shot. However he did it, he, he, we had my swing, my swing path and my club face just in the right positions where he would tell me just try to hook it and it would go dead straight. So 
you know, when I was playing my best, I could step up to a, a shot, you know, say it's an iron shot from the middle of the fairway, I would aim two yards left of the flag stick, I'd try to hook it, it would be like a two-yard cut or a dead straight shot. <laughs> that's how he programmed my, my swig. I'm not saying it was on all the time. It was definitely that, but that's what it, that's what it felt like when I was on. And it really it was a great way to play. I took the left side out of, out of play, you know, using the whole fairway, using the whole green now. I understand what he was doing, you know, now, but at the time, as a high school and college player, I was just listening to my coach. I think it was some of those early junior events, you know, in my junior and senior years in high school where I really started to progress. And then probably the turning point where I really knew I could have a lot of success in the game was when I won the state the state am after my freshman year in college in 1997. You know, it's kind of my coming out party regionally, at least from a, an amateur level. I would call him sometimes the night before a final round or the night before a, a big match. And he was a competitive golfer. He has had a ton of a ton of success on his own. I listened to whatever he said was gospel to me. You know, I just listened to him. And I didn't question a whole lot of what he had to say. He would come up with a game plan, you know, on how to play the course. He knew all these courses I played for the most part. So we'd talk about strategy, you know, what are you going to hit off this tee? You know, you know, if the whole location is, is here, what are you going to do? You know, if you're if you're one down in the match, how are you gonna how are you gonna think it through and, and get get the lead back? You know, things like that. We we would talk about stuff like that all the time. I could ask him anything, and odds are, he might have been in that same situation. So one of the best you know lessons or tips I ever got from Sully, I was just up putting at the on the putting green at the top of the hill at Wyantanuck, and he walked by from going from the clubhouse to the shop, and he just stopped for a second, and you know he said, "What are you working on?" and I told him, like, hey, I'm just not really, I just don't really feel great over these five footers. He just said, he goes, let's try this. He said, let's work with how you're using your eyes over the over a putt. And, you know, so I set up to the putt, and he's like, try to envision, you know, a, a, a decent size, a good a good thick line that goes right from the ball to the hole. He goes, okay, then, then let's go back. He goes, then let's go from the hole back to the ball, that same, follow that same line, you know, and, and see if there's curve, if there's a little curve on this five-footer, see the curve. If it's straight, you, you know, see a straight line. That was a game changer. You know, I think a lot of people that know me have known a lot of my success came from my putting. I think that might have been that might have been one of the turning points of my putting success is right there when Sully told me to do that. I still do that to the, to the day, my my routine over the ball. You know, I teach it to some of my students that I think when I think it's appropriate. Probably if I had to pinpoint the best thing to, to Sully taught me, it was that. I was a pretty detailed note taker when I was uh, younger. Nowadays, you just record your swing and maybe maybe take some notes there on your iPhone and leave it there. But I have all these notebooks. So these are from, you know, the early 2000s when I was already a professional. And one of the first ones I stumbled upon, it was funny. It is from April 2002. I started emergency lesson and it said, had an awful week of practice and decided to fly home and get back to basics with Sully. So I was in Florida you know, it was early April and I, you know, flew back because I needed some help. So I thought that was funny. You know, the, the, you know, what we worked on wasn't really that memorable that day, but I just, I love that I, I highlighted it and said, start it with emergency lesson. I have another one that I thought was pretty neat. Um, again, this is April. So this is the next year, April, 2003. This is how 
you know, diehard we were. I wrote temperature at lesson was 32 degrees, conditions were snow flurries. The cool thing about this one is a month later, so in, in May of 2003, I had my best ever finish on the Canadian tour, second in an event in Mexico, shot 15 under that week, and it was only a few weeks after this lesson. So that was, looks like I made a good move about flying up to Massachusetts for a few days to see Sully. Even though it was snowing, you know, what we worked on certainly helped me get into a good mode. And I had, that, that was, I had a really good stretch right around then, that early summer of the Canadian tour. I didn't really realize this until, you know, well after the fact, but, you know, I now realize, you know, one reason I looked up to him so much is because I respected, you know, what he, what he did for a living. And as a PGA professional, you know, the role he played in so many people's lives, you know, whether it was, you know, as the club pro at Wyantanuck and, and running, you know, a great golf operation, you know, obviously teaching so many, so many students of all levels, you know, and just being part of so many people's lives, you know, you'd walk down, you'd go have lunch with him in that little grill room at Wyantanuck, and, you know, he was the most popular guy in the room, you know, everyone, wanted, you couldn't really talk to him during lunch at the club, because everyone came over and wanted their two seconds with Sully, and, and in a great way, too, it wasn't, people weren't coming over to complain, they were coming over to tell him a great story, tell him about some a success story, or, you know, maybe ask him about the an upcoming event, and, you know, at the time, I probably was half paying attention, you know, I was, I was a young kid trying to get to the PGA Tour, but I think in the back of my mind, as I got older and I and I thought about changing professions or, you know, switching it up a little bit, you know, I had this image of Sully in my mind as as the as a club pro and, and, and I was like, I, I, I could do that. I could I could be that guy. I'd love to be that guy. But once I did decide to do it, you know, I realized, you know, he's he's gonna be one of one of my mentors and he's gonna be the guy that's gonna help me through this process and get to get me to reach, you know, a, a different goal. always willing to help out so selfless that was the magic of Sully I guess thanks for listening to Sully a narrative podcast series about PGA professional Tom Sullivan produced by Dominic Dastily in association with Wyantanet Country Club and the Northeastern New York PGA PGA